Hello and welcome to Generation AI, the podcast where we demystify artificial intelligence in the world of higher ed. I'm your host, Artis Kadu, joined by my insightful co-host, JC Bonilla. Hey, JC, how's it going? It's going well, my friend. Good to see you. Excited to be kind of doing this off script, off the schedule type of update. But today it's a hot one, right? We have a what we think an important topic around AI. So kind of like this kind of, hey, what's happening in AI? And then we're reacting. So that's what we have today. So this is an entertaining topic. You and I decided that we picked the wrong mayors. So we shouldn't be technologists and engineers. We should have just been artists because we've been doing a lot of pop culture things. And today, drum roll, taking the interaction or the concentric center circle on the left, AI, obviously, on the right-hand side, ads in the Super Bowl. Specifically, artists, today we're going to be talking about how did the Super Bowl, the maker advertisement, painted this picture with AI. And overwhelmingly, we found six that are basically going deep into the AI aspect. We're going to be talking about them, so I'm, I'm excited. Yes, yes. So as we keep an eye open for how AI is impacting our lives, advertising is a big one, and it certainly made an appearance. AI made a big appearance in the Super Bowl. JC, this is very near and dear to you. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> you are the chief data analytics person at VaynerMedia, one of the agencies that is really well known for producing I. I think Gary mentioned about 18 or so spots so far over the timeline of the company, and you had one in this one as well. So let's mention that one before we go into our lineup of ad reviews, the AI ad reviews. It has nothing to do with AI, but it is true that VaynerMedia has the most Super Bowl ads in history. So with about 18 ads, and last week we showcased a beautiful commercial sponsored by Pepsi iSpice, in which Sprite, the can, basically is the old boyfriend, and she goes with the new boyfriend, right? Which happens to be the new flavor of lemon-lime category that they're pushing. So it's a really interesting ad. It came out of social work. A lot of the things that I do behind the scenes when I'm not doing this conversation with you on AI is that we're starting to look at what is the signal that comes with social media as opposed to using panels and you know, focus groups. And uh, we found a really interesting signature around moving the kind of back and forth of, you know, lemon sodas. And that's how this ad came about. So an interesting take. And yeah, I'm excited to see where this takes us from the work. So one of the things that's really important that I wanted to highlight in there, we talk a lot about social and how, you know, relevancy is very, very important to the work that we do and the attention grabbing economy. And Gary talks a lot about that. So I'm sure you hear it every single day. The other day I shared a interesting, I think he was on, um, on Bloomberg or CNBC. I'm not sure which one. But he was talking about the commercial and he mentioned that it was very fortunate that you guys got a lot of momentum from MySpice because of her appearance next to Taylor. And somehow it comes back to Taylor Swift and them being in the same room. So this is the third episode, I believe, that we've mentioned that. So my job and my team is charged with this algorithmically quantify relevance. And I think I'm just going to create the Taylor Swift model which basically says when she shows up, I'm going to give it, I don't know, create a whole feature and it just basically moves the algo to like 80%, 80% of the features of importance type of thing. But yes, relevancy is a thing <laughs> and Taylor Swift moves that needle, my friend. So let's move on. All right. 
We got six ads. So as we look at the ads, we're going to touch base on six of them. Artists, you know how much a Super Bowl ad costs? Hmm. Yeah, it's very expensive. I think it was $7 million this year for the 30-second spot. Per 30 seconds. Correct. That's just basically airtime without production costs, right? So we're thinking about basically 30 to $50 million, right? That's what these brands will pocket to have these moments of glory. And some of them, that's you go about to unpack, you said all with AI or partial. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the theme of the Super Bowl this year and a lot of brands, what they did was because it's an election year, you don't want to be too controversial and you want to make sure that things are safe. So the two things that were really safe this year, a lot of brands kind of focused on nostalgia, uh, of course, the Duncan commercial and a few other ones that were some of our fan favorites. That's a great one. But when you think about the nostalgia and kind of pulling at the heartstrings, I think that's a category of the first two commercials that we're talking about in here. The first one being the Microsoft Copilot. It's called Watch Me. And this commercial basically focuses on the capabilities of Microsoft's Copilot generative agent and AI assistant that they're putting in Windows and they're putting in all their platforms. You saw the ad, you actually sent it to me and you said, wow, artist. The moment I saw it, I text you, right? So Copilot by Microsoft, right? It's a take on ChatGPT and many other kind of LLM players out there. Really interesting thing that happened in this ad, right? Is that it's what I call AI forward or AI explicit, right? It's just telling you, I have an AI product and I want you to understand that it's here and you can buy it, right? Most of the ads in Super Bowl land, they are brand building. So they are actually at the top of the funnel as opposed to mid or lower funnel approach. This was actually very mid to lower funnel. Presenting the product and actually saying, you know, you can go ahead and subscribe to it. Really interesting take in how you convey the, the message of the product is their take on education, specifically credentialing, specifically the idea that there is a type of user that I would say is left out by the tradition of training, higher education, maybe even tier one aspects, and they're defined, right? And there's this line that caught my eye. It's when one of the actresses says, and watch me, right? Because it's this idea that I cannot do it. I'm too old. I'm this, I'm that. And also like, watch me. So technology empowerment through a different viewpoint. Artists in my head went directly to you, my friend, on prompt engineering. Because as we know, this is how all these skills, and they're just taking a very explicit application of generative AI through coding. You can see how the ad takes you to the different manifestations of training, but it's literally the applications of video, coding, text, and using this technology to launch a career. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the idea here is that essentially... It's challenging the notion that AI will replace human creativity, but it will just be a companion and and an empowerment component and an enabler, so to speak. As I explained to my brother, if you got a Microsoft credential in 1995 or 2000, you know, because it was IT, this is basically what is happening right now, that this type of credentials start to emerge and there's tons of firms who are going to start doing the AI credential. And I think that's just basically the beginning of that way. So... We go from Microsoft to Google. Google Pixel 8, they call Javier from InFrame. That's the name of the ad. 
The Adfer Pixel 8 smartphone introduces an accessibility feature called Guide Frame, which that accessibility feature uses AI to help visually impaired users take photos by basically alerting them on the number and position of faces in, kind of in the frame. So the commercial is really, it's actually directed by a blind director, Adam Morris, which is featured in the voiceover as well. I didn't know that, but there's also a song by Stevie Wonder as well. So they are kind of really pulling at the heartstrings here from an accessibility perspective. So technology as a means for making our world more accessible to those who are less fortunate. Yeah, artists. And, and this ad, it's where I would categorize as AI implicit, right? Not forward on, I am an AI product, but obviously the AI deployment here, it's very, very, very intense. A lot of user benevolence, you know, of empowerment, as you mentioned it. And that's one of the many use cases that we're gonna start seeing AI come in and, and do magic. I mean, on our last episode, we spoke about how the Elon Musk company is gonna start looking at the deployment of AI for hearing impairment, things like that. So. Really, really technology abundance, the level of you know, physical constraints and whatnot. The thing that catches my eye, and this is where Google can do these type of things. Look, you need to take a stand on the audiences and segmentation that you have. And this speaks to a, such a smaller segment of the population, but it's benevolent and has this aspect. So it plays more on the branding aspect and how the technology empowerment AI allows you to be like, you know, so nice. But in terms of features, it's a small subset of population, obviously, as we know. So I thought that was interesting and it was very moving. I like the commercial a ton and it's those kind of make me happy and, you know, I want to be around the product. And again, all AI powered behind the scenes. Yep. Yep. So we transition now to a different kind of ad, a little bit more on the data and analytics side of the house, still very AI focused, but more on the cybersecurity. So this is interesting because the cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike, and we use CrowdStrike here for some of our, you know, intrusion detection and things like that as well. So I'm familiar with the company, but, you know, I wouldn't expect it to be a commercial for, you know, in the Super Bowl. So most people who look at it, they probably don't realize and don't know what it is. What they did was really, really interesting because they kind of transported the viewer in the old west where AI powered the cybersecurity was depicted as the hero against kind of these futuristic threats, right? So the ad really showcases how the company uses AI to enhance the security in their products. So it was all about, you know, intrusion detection. It was all about AI in the products and, and how easy it is. Again, AI making it really easy in cybersecurity. I mean... Again, similar to the Google one, I would say this is AI implicit and you can make the connections. You need to have a ton of AI infrastructure to do this type of detection and cybersecurity use cases. However, where my head went immediately as I saw it, it's not the AI needed to deploy it on the product. It's actually on the production side. And this is what I was telling you offline that, you know, AI and CGI is a really <laughs> interesting interplay, right? Because what you see here, it's an ad that could have been done 10 years ago using CGI, right? Any type of computer graphics. But I guarantee you that this ad deployed AI in graphics. My assumption is that the cost of production was faster and less expensive because back then it would have taken you so much computer vectors and rendering to achieve that. And probably now, hey, I need this actor and then give me a backdrop of the Wild Wild West type of thing. And I don't know, with the right prompting, you could have deployed that. So that was where my head went immediately as I saw it, as opposed to, oh, the AI inside, 
it was more like the production aspect and how the AI allows that type of, you know, design and production. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more on the production side on this one. So as we switch over, the next one is a brand that probably you would recognize, Etsy. They have a new feature. They introduced an AI-powered, what they call gift mode, which helps users decide on gifts. So essentially it's a recommendation engine. So they kind of opted in for humor in here. And the next couple of commercials are going to be focusing on the humor aspect of it, right? So they're going to be funny. So we talked about brands want to be safe. So in this case, they, they opted for the humor part. And it essentially, what it does, it, it kind of depicts Americans when uh, the Statue of Liberty was gifted to them by France. And they're like, oh, damn, what's going on? Like, we need a gift now. That's a really, really good gift. So what do we do? And of course, they're using Etsy gift mode. And what else do they come up with? But French people like cheese. So they came up with a cheese board. <laughs> a cheese board. <laughs> Look, my boss, Gary, one of these marketing gurus, right? He would always tell you that a good ad is the one that you don't know you're watching an ad. And it kind of feels like SNL or a video or a documentary. This ad kind of gives you those vibes. You, you want to see it and like, it's funny and it's like, I, I, you can give me not 29 seconds of this, but like 29 minutes and I'll probably enjoy it, right? So, you know, my head goes, so it's like, how are they going to play the brand, right? And it was such a contrast of, from an AI and technology point of view, this is really advanced, right? We're talking about recommendation engines and probably it's going to be looking at a ton of behavioral, transactional features on the user to say, this is the right gift for you. A moment in time, seasonality, all the kind of stuff that you and I know. They also gives you a setting of like, you know, 1800s or whenever the such liberty is given to us. I thought that was super clever. And again, catches me by surprise in the moment I see like, aha, there is also in production, a ton of AI simulated CGA type of things. And I thought it was lovely. So I really, really enjoyed it. And out of the ones that we're seeing, my second favorite, given that Copilot is the first favorite. <laughs> the co-pilot is the first favorite. We'll do that at the end. We're, we're going to pick your top favorite. Oh, I spilled the beans. You spilled the beans, of course. <laughs> so one of the things where I want to highlight is that there is the AI capabilities or AI tools that are being featured by these brands. They're basically coming out and saying, hey, AI is part of our products now. And here's how we're showcasing it and bringing them to reality. The next one, it's an interesting one and explicit AI. I was not expecting that artist. Yeah. So they introduced the Despicable Me 4 trailer and what you start seeing is essentially the punchline is that the minions are the ones that are creating all of the AI generated images behind the scenes with the six fingers, three legs, multiple heads, and all of the AI Dala Dali one type images where we could tell that they were fake images. You go behind the scenes and you see a massive warehouse full of minions working on Photoshop, trying to make and add extra fingers and add all of the, you know, nuances that we saw from the early versions of AI. Every person that goes into the journey of generative AI will do this at least once. The stupid shit prompt of give me, I don't know, a JC accent with a Shakespearean tone and I don't know, painted whatever. Yes. The last global analytics retreat that I did for my company, I did a whole presentation on adaptations of art. Give me a Botero that depicts, I don't know, relevance with a twist of New York. 
And all of us have that. So I thought it was a great application of how consumer behavior and the way you go that, you know, with this technology enablement, sometimes you do stupid things, right? And fun things. And of course, typical me, you know, it's all about that, right? So really on brand and right in center, very explicit AI. It's not called generative AI. It's called minion intelligence. So that's the name of the spot. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to our last one. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So body armor commercial, this is a field of fake. And essentially the premise of the commercial is that, you know, it used AI to poke fun at the technology itself, kind of showcasing sport drinks and filled with AI generated kind of crazy absurdities, such as nonsensical phrases and realistic depictions of athletes you know, very first generation type images or generative AI images and video that we saw very early on, perhaps a year ago or so. And then the ad emphasizes the importance of authenticity in sports, essentially saying that sports are real. I could totally see this playing out in a board meeting at whomever the agency is and like, okay, we got body armor. How do we do this with AI? And it takes two nanoseconds for the creators like body armor, AI. So just make these figurations on the body and place on it. So, so on brand and the potential of basically using the technology to f- have fun at it, really, really well implemented. And this kind of absurdities on the body, kind of unrealistic, but just at its core, artist, it showcases the veracity of AI because, I mean, it looked like, a, I don't know, Chris Nolan movie, if you will, right? <laughs> so it was really well put together as a production and really bringing AI, the applications to the next level. So I, I truly enjoyed it and well done for them. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. I think that was our last ad. Obviously, JC spilled the beans on his favorite one, which is Copilot. Do I get to say why? Yeah, of course. That's exactly where I was going to go. So, you know, why did you pick that one? So I'll tell you why they're mine, why I I pick education, right? And then you tell me which one is your favorite or your favorite system that you have two and then the why. I truly enjoy the Etsy one, number two, because in my lifestyle, right, of where I'm at, it's basically the best deployment of the two worlds I live in, right? Marketing performance and advertisement and this type of thing that I'm doing right now, AI. So it was really the best of the two worlds I represent. On that note, Copilot had the inspirational twist of who I am as a person, you know, an educator and whatnot. And they just grabbed this tonality of the art of the possible through education, but this educational retake on technology and AI power. So my gosh, they just basically got me excited. And as a father, I don't know what my kids are going to do in the future. Are they going to go the route that you and I take artists? So it reminded me that the future It's exciting as it relates to education, but also different. So really, really like their take and an amazing product, of course, behind the scenes. So that's why it's my number one. Artists, number one and two, which ones and why? I do have to say that I shared the Microsoft Copilot video with my team actually Sunday morning as this one came out a little bit earlier. It's a little bit longer. There is a spot that's about two minutes or so. So it goes into a lot more details about the story, which is great. So I shared that with my team and essentially I said, hey, can we just cut the last 10 seconds and then just add the element logo in there at the end? Because that's exactly what we're doing. And (laughs) (laughs) so, so I thought that was really, really cool that the message and essentially what we're doing with AI assistance and AI being an enabler fits right in. We actually have a campaign, but we call it AI got you or I got you. 
where we kind of have different situations of, you know, a student or administrator being in a position where they need to accomplish a goal or they need to accomplish a job. And the only way they can get that done is through the power of AI. And the catchphrase then is AI got you. So it can enable you to achieve things that are, you know, unachievable, so to speak. So that's, yeah, it's kind of within the same lines there. And my second favorite, I do have to say it's the Google one because, you know, no matter how we cut it, like one of the things that technology is going to be able to do is kind of level the playing field, so to speak, or the accessibility angle. So I really appreciate how Google is highlighting that one specific feature, but that becomes something that's very, very relevant. And it's kind of the human connection of what it enables us to do. All right. Well, that's it, folks. You know, hopefully this was entertaining for you to kind of hear our takes on the AI commercials at the Super Bowl. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at them, we're going to put links in the show notes. Please follow and review this show. If you haven't done so, just hit that follow button. It's super important to get all of the updates. And as we drop more bonus episodes, you get them right away. And give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And just let us know how, how wonderful JC and I are in this podcast so we can continue. Especially me. To do this. Of course. Of course. Of course. You're here for JC. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time. Have a good one. Everybody. Thank you so much. Generation AI is part of the Enrollify podcast network. If you like this podcast, chances are you're going to like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing weekly, and we've got a wide range of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our shows help higher ed leaders and professionals like you find their next big idea. They feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts, like Jamie Hunt, Seth O'Dell, Jenny Lee Fowler, Brian Gross, and many of your favorite leaders in higher ed. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the next generation AI student engagement platform that's helping institutions all over the country create meaningful, personalized, and engaging connections with their prospects and students. Learn more at element451.com.